Hello, brother. I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. Today, we're talking about season three, episode 21 of The Vampire Diaries, Before Sunset. A lot of slaying today by a lot of people. Slay! Slay! It just kept on coming. It was a good episode. It's the penultimate episode of season three. I think you could make the argument that season two and season three are the technically best seasons, whether or not they're your favorites. We really see it at the end here. This season pays off in a lot of ways as we get to the end. So we have much to discuss about it. But before we do, we do have some off mic updates. This is a segment we've done like once before. But as far as I'm concerned, it's a fan favorite. (laughs) So as listeners of the podcast know, or maybe you don't. There are two spinoffs to The Vampire Diaries. Stephanie is aware of both of them, but she doesn't know what they're about. I, at one point early in this podcast, told Stephanie that the originals was set in New Orleans, which it was important to her because she used to live in New Orleans. She promptly forgot that. Yep. And she <laughs> thought that Legacies was set in New Orleans. I knew one of them was set there, and I don't know why I assumed Legacies, but I was like, it's definitely Legacies. And so I just let her believe that because... I didn't want her to see anything coming because we're approaching the time when the original spinoff is going to be given it to us in the form of a backdoor pilot. Yeah, I figured we're coming close to it. Close-ish. Yeah, close-ish. As the originals have been introduced, you can assume. (laughs) But so I've been keeping this a secret and not spoiling it. But as followers of us on Instagram may know, we were in New Orleans recently. And Stephanie, I want you to tell the listeners what happened when we were in New Orleans. I would love to. So Grace had looked up a couple filming locations. She was like, I won't tell you what they are, but just like if we run into these places. And I was like, great, that's fun. I was going to look for clues as she did this, but she kept that a tight lid on this. I did. Then we went to the Vampire Cafe in New Orleans. If you're in New Orleans, I highly recommend it. They have blood bag cocktails. And so we get our little blood bag cocktails. If you follow the Instagram, you also saw that. And I'm walking around in the Tabasco store. We're just doing some shopping. Doing a little light shopping. I'm buying some Tabasco earrings for obvious reasons. I don't need to explain that to anyone. And I'm holding my blood bag cocktail. I'm checking out with the woman. And she's like, what are you holding? And I'm like, oh, it's a little blood bag cocktail from the Vampire Cafe. My sister and I host a podcast about vampires. So we thought it'd be fun, right? She said, oh, yeah, people are always coming in here asking about the grave from the originals. And I was like, oh, Interesting. So so now she knows that the originals is what's set in New Orleans. I do want to follow up then and ask, since we haven't checked in about spinoffs in a while, and with the recent news that Legacies is canceled after season four, I want to hear your thoughts on spinoffs, what your new assumptions are based on new information we have in recent episodes since we've last discussed it, and given the spoiler you received from the woman at the Tabasco store. I actually have a very strong opinion or belief on what Legacies is about. I would love to hear it. I don't know where I got this information, but I feel so confident in this, that it's a boarding school. Okay. And I think it's descendants of the originals. Do you think there's any specific descendants we'll see? I think it's a child of Klaus's. I don't know how he had a child. Because vampires can't have children. Well, who do you think is the mother of Klaus's child? I think potentially Caroline. Interesting. Or someone else. Or someone else. But I think Caroline is a potential. And some of this is coming from flashes of things I've seen on my Explore page on Instagram that may or may not be confirmed. 
Like what? Like a pregnant Caroline. Interesting. Let me ask you, since Klaus and Caroline are both vampires, how could they have a child? A spell. Okay. (laughs) I guess we'll see. But you still have no idea what the originals is about? No idea what the originals is about. And frankly, it being in New Orleans completely throws off anything I would have guessed. Because I thought they'd be moving around. They're the originals. Why would they stay in one place? So I don't know. I do think the originals takes place in the present day. I don't think it's a past. Well, the present day in the realm of the show. Even though Klaus has been desiccated recently. Yeah, well, that's not long for this world. I think... I don't think I'm making a big guess when I say that, but I do think it's present day and maybe they're, I don't know, getting some family history, although their family history is literally in Mystic Falls. So why would it be in New Orleans? So I don't know. Do you think all of the originals are going to be in the originals? Do you think it's going to be Klaus, Elijah, Rebecca and Cole? You think Finn's going to come back? I think it's definitely Klaus, Elijah, Rebecca. I think Cole's a wild card to me because I would think that I would know that actor was in this for a long time, but I didn't know anything about him. I just like, am like, it's weird that I wouldn't know about him being in this, but it's also not that weird. Yeah. I mean, I think Finn is donezo donezo. Sure. I would love for Esther to not make any sort of appearance in that as well. Do you think they'll have any other siblings who show up that we haven't met yet? I don't think so. I assume we know all the siblings at this point. Sure. Or like the first round of people they turned or something. Interesting. That's our off mic updates about spinoffs. But now let's get into the episode of The Vampire Diaries that we're watching. I will start, as always, by reading the synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. Klaus acts on his intentions to leave town with Elena, but finds resistance from a surprising new enemy. Bonnie calls on Abby to help her with a difficult spell. As events spiral out of control, Elena is determined to protect Caroline. Damon and Stefan enlist Tyler's help. They don't really. (laughs) He's just kind of there. (laughs) While Bonnie and Jeremy take a terrifying risk to make sure her spell is effective. Damon and Stefan have a surprisingly candid conversation about the future. Barely. Those two do not like to talk about their emotions with each other. They got to get past that. They are not there. They are not there at all. (laughs) so we start the episode in Alaric's classroom you know they kind of are looking back and forth between a lot of his classroom decorations which as it turns out he's a history teacher it's a lot of dead soldiers yeah it's like all war pictures which I get he teaches American history and there's some big wars you got to cover but I don't know put Rosa Parks up there yeah literally put something other than all the white men fighting there's got to be something else men At the front of the classroom, Alaric is sitting there twirling his stake, and then he hears some footsteps. The footsteps come from out in the hallway. Caroline is on the phone with Tyler. Uh, She's annoyed because he's ditching the Decade Dance Cleanup Committee, and he says, well, Klaus called and he wants me to help him move. So I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) So my schedule's packed. (laughs) And Caroline says, like, since when, like, is that what the sire bond is used for? And Tyler says, well, since he realized that you're not going to dump me for him, we just got to give it to Klaus. Well, he needs to move. Why not use someone who has to obey you? Why pack your own apartment? It's cost effective too. Why hire movers? Yeah. He's going to have to explain to the movers why he's got a bunch of blood bags. It's just too much work. Yeah. Tyler's right there. It is funny that he built a whole mansion and now he's just moving, but hey, rich people. Caroline's like, oh, Klaus is being so petty. And Tyler's like, hey, I still thinks I'm sired. I just got to keep up the act. 
but no worries. It's all going to be over soon. Anyway, I'm late. I got to go. Love you. Bye. She says, bye. Love you too. Then she sees someone zooming by in the hallway. She says, hello. But of course he doesn't answer. It's Rick, obviously, but he doesn't answer. (laughs) She goes into the cafeteria and Rebecca's there by herself starting the cleanup. Caroline asks where Matt is. And Rebecca says he bailed because he was called into work at the last minute. It's just these two. Come on. Someone else help. And Caroline says, so it's just us. And Rebecca says, yeah, and you're late. It started at eight o'clock. And Caroline's like, okay, it's like 8.02. And Rebecca's like, exactly. You're late. Rebecca says, I showed up on time and I didn't even get to attend the dance. So, which that does suck. Poor fucking Rebecca. (laughs) She's like, I have to set this up and clean it up, but I couldn't go. I know it kind of sucks for Rebecca. It really does. And it's only going to get worse in a second. Mm-hmm. But actually, overall, she kind of comes out of this the winner. Caroline says, well, anyway, BTW, I'm sorry about your mom. I know you like hated her and everything, but still. It's still kind of a, a sad situation for you. I would know. And Rebecca, despite herself, is like touched by this because if someone shows her like a modicum of common courtesy, she's like, you know what? You're all right in my book. You know what? Actually, I think I like you. I think you're my best friend now. Yeah. And she says, well, I'm sorry about your teacher. He seemed like a nice guy. And Caroline says, yeah, he was. Rebecca says, well, I'm going to get started on the gym. She goes to the hallway and then she runs into a lurk and she's like, (laughs) she's like, oh, no, run that back. She says, wait, uh, you're supposed to be dead. And he says, I am. He was practicing that line all morning. It did pay off. He had that one prepped. He had that one in the chamber. She's pretty sure she's going to be able to fight him. So she kind of goes to fight him. She doesn't run away right away, which this is, of course, what she would do. And good move by Alaric to capture the element of surprise with as many people as possible. Yeah, fair assumption. Because to her mind, this guy is like just a newly turned vampire. So she's like, I can definitely beat this dude's ass. Oh, no, to her mind, he's a human. She doesn't even know he was turned. He says I'm dead, so she might be able to figure it out from there. I guess he could have been saying that about the ring. So either way, it's safe to assume she could have beat his ass with her information. Exactly. He quickly pins her against the locker and aims the stake. But Caroline, like the queen she is, comes and helps. You know, they get the jump on him. They stake him. They put the stake in his chest, but it doesn't kill him. And they're like, that's weird. They are like shook, but they don't take too long to like investigate. He grunts and pulls the stake out. But in that time, they run in two different directions. Yeah, because they're like, "Mm, we've done our bit. They both run outside of the school by the time he catches up to them. Caroline gets to her car and struggles with her keys. Now, Miss Caroline, leave the car. Keep running, Mama. You had the jump. But he gets up behind her and he snaps her neck. And then he drags her into the school. As he's dragging her into the school, Rebecca watches and he's like burning because he doesn't have a daylight ring, but he's a man who means business. So he is sizzling, but he's he's got his bounty. Yeah, but he's like, I'm taking this hostage with me. Yeah. And Rebecca's like, damn, that sucks. I got to go. Rebecca says, well, that's my cue. <laughs> she says, oh, brother. So then we go over to the Gilbert house. Elena and Jeremy are painting Jenna slash Alaric's room. Remember, Alaric died last night. So they're really, <laughs> they're really moving. Elena's like, I am not going to give myself a second to feel sad about this. I simply don't have the energy to do this again. She says, I'm not doing the grief thing again. Okay. I've had it with grief. He's like, I've had three different sets of parents die. I gotta just go. So we're not doing this. Stefan comments that the color they're going is darker. And Elena says, well, it's the only color we had. 
And Jeremy says, that's what happens when you paint in the middle of the night. And Stefan says, hey, I don't suppose anyone tried talking you guys out of doing this so soon. Jeremy's like, do you think I want to be painting a bedroom right now? Clearly, I'm not driving this bus. Jeremy says, I talked us out of doing this so soon. He's like, Elena wanted to do it last night. I made us sleep. (laughs) I pushed her to this morning. I'm handling her with kid gloves right now. (laughs) He's like, this is the best I can do, buddy. Elena says, you know, we have to keep moving or we'll start thinking. And we don't want that. Stefan doesn't even bother unpacking that comment from Elena. Yeah. And instead he just says, you guys want a hand? And Jeremy says, hey, you guys back together or what? Jeremy's like, can we get to the point of this? How many of these brothers do I have to watch you kiss? He's like, who am I shipping? Who am I meant to be shipping today? He's the swing vote right now. Yeah, he is the swing vote. He's one of the few people who actually hasn't laid down a flag. He seems anti-Delena, to be sure, but he doesn't seem pro-Stelena. Yeah, I don't think he's really team either of them. He's the only one who ships Elena and Matt. Except maybe Matt. Although I think even Matt, if you pushed him to it, would say Stelena. Matt really does ship Stelena, but he's like, but if, if she ever dumped him. He's like, but you know, just throwing it out there. But I'm here. You know, crazy thought. What if we started shipping Melena? And everyone's like, no. It's like, ah, Stelena, Delena. Ah, it's so confusing. Malena? <laughs> Look how easy that rolls off the tongue, guys. <laughs> Malena. <laughs> I'm in like a fedora. It's Malena. <laughs> Elena says, no, we're not back together, as a matter of fact. And Stefan says, I'm just, you know, checking in after everything. And they share a little longing look right after that. And Jeremy's like, okay. Jeremy says, okay, uh, well, we're fine. But if you're going to try to be the good guy again, how about you give us one day without vampires in it? And, you know, I get why they ask for this occasionally, but they always pick the worst day to try this. Yeah, you can have one day, but not today. So Jeremy kind of storms off after his little mic drop moment. And Elena and Stefan just like stand in silence. And Elena says, he didn't mean that. And Stefan says, no, he did. Stefan's like, he definitely did. But the doorbell rings and Stefan goes to answer it to kind of cut the tension. And wouldn't you know it, it is Damon with Bonnie in her 20s clothes and an open neck wound. And Damon says, we have a problem. (laughs) It's like, wonder what the problem is. Maybe it's my bloody friend next to you. (laughs) Then we go over to the Michelson house where Rebecca is catching up with Klaus, similarly to how Damon is going to catch up with Stefan. Rebecca says, so will Eric Saltzman just try to kill me? And Klaus says, uh, Rebecca, Alaric's dead. <laughs> Rebecca's like, okay, obviously that's what was supposed to happen. She says, yeah, well, he's not. And BTW, now he's a vampire, thanks to mom's spell. Oh, and BTW, he's got a white oak stake. And also that stake can't kill him. He's way too strong. And Klaus says, okay, well, where is he now? And Rebecca says he's stuck at school without a daylight ring, but as soon as night falls, he's going to come after us. So we need to skip town now. And this is the age old dilemma of if you're thinking we should skip town, you do it now. You don't wait 12 hours. If you are thinking I should skip town now, you should have skipped town two hours ago. So (laughs) skip town. And Klaus says, "Okay, fine, I'll just go get Elena and we'll be on our way. Again, he says this all the time, like as if it's like picking up a fucking bag of chips. Yeah, he's like, I just got to go stop by the gas station, get Elena. And it's like. In what world do you think you can just take Elena with you? Like no one else has even dignified that because obviously they're not going to let you. Stefan is your best friend. (laughs) You know, he's not going to let you. 
I mean, maybe if you had been invited into her house, sure. But you haven't been. So what's the plan? Yeah, he has literally no plan. And Rebecca also thinks this is just like a fool's errand. She says, forget Elena. We literally don't need any more hybrids. They've done us no good so far. So why would we bother? Well, and she's kind of like, look, we all know you made the hybrids so you wouldn't be alone. And I'll go with you. So we're good. Yeah. She's like, we all know that you were making hybrids because your siblings were mad at you. I'm your sister. I'm not fucking mad at you. You don't need a hybrid. And he's like, hmm. <laughs> he's like, I don't know. <laughs> he says, what I need is protection from Esther's continued assaults against us. This is her last one. Just leave. Just run from this guy for a while. I know it's the same as running from Michael, but you did that for a thousand years and you were happy. You made friends. Yeah, you did that for a thousand years and then you killed him. I think you'll find a way to kill Mr. Mister. Especially once you learn that his life is linked to Elena's. It's like, honestly, you don't even have to kill Elena. Just hang out. You run for 60 years. You ran for a thousand. Yeah, you're fine. It's a blip. You're going to be okay. I think you can outsmart Alaric. No offense. Yeah. No matter what evil Alaric is working with, I'll tell you what he does have. The bourbon riddled brain (laughs) that human Alaric gave him. Rebecca says, we'll just protect each other like we always have. Always and forever, Nick. And he says, well, I'm not leaving without Elena, so. And she's like, okay, well, that's definitely not going to work, so. Yeah, and Rebecca says, okay, well, I'm leaving now, so you can walk out the door with me or you're on your own. And he doesn't answer. And he looks at her like, I think I made it pretty clear which of those options I'm going to take. And it's the dumb one. And she says, fine, trust your hybrids over your family. Let your spite be the death of you. See if I care. And she has a point here because it does come back to bite him. Yeah. As she leaves, she bumps into Tyler and she says, move it, sire boy. And he says, what's her deal? He says, what's her problem? I thought we were kind of friends. I thought we were getting along. <laughs> then we go back over to the Gilbert house. Stefan's talking to Bonnie and Damon. And he says, what do you mean he turned? I thought you were standing guard. Stefan's like, why were you standing at that cemetery all night if he ended up turning anyway? And Damon says, don't blame me. Blame Bonnie the blood bank. She fed him. And I mean, whatever. I get that Damon's deflecting. But sir, this is entirely your fault. Yeah. Bonnie had her own thing going on. Do you think she was purposely coming there to get bit? Bonnie's like, okay, first of all, I had no idea what was happening. The witches led me there, okay? They wanted him to feed, so he'd turn. Stefan says, okay, well, where is the stake now? Damon says, oh, you mean the white oak one that can kill an original and wipe out an entire line of vampires? We don't know. (laughs) And he like says this to Bonnie as if he's mad at her. And she says, you know, if you are so upset with me, why'd you feed me your blood to save my life? Slay. She's like, hey, I'm still here. You can be mad. It's clearly your fault. She was like, and everyone agrees with that. So we might as well let you go on your little speech. Exactly. She's like, you can throw a tantrum, but at the end of the day, it's your fault. And he knows it. He says, you know, I do stupid things like let my friend die with dignity when I should have just killed him. And like, yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, you should have. Like, I mean. Hindsight's twenty twenty, of course. What he should have done is obviously give Alaric the illusion of dying with dignity. But right as he's about to fall asleep, and when you're getting ready to leave, just snap his neck for good measure. Yeah, on the way out. He won't mind. I promise you. Yeah, once he's like starving to death, just kick it the last five yards, you know? Let's all make sure that ball's in the end zone before we call anything. We've all seen Zombieland. Double tap. Double tap. <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> 
Stefan says, okay, so how do we kill Alaric now? And Bonnie says, well, I've been trying to figure that out, obviously. But, you know, as you know, I got attacked maybe two hours ago. She says, the thing is, a witch can't make a truly immortal creature. There's always a way to undo the spell. And Damon says, so what's the workaround? And she says, I don't know that. She's like, again, I got attacked and I've been awake for like two hours. So I don't know. Give me a second. Give me two seconds to think. Or better yet, why don't you start thinking? Why don't y'all do some fucking work? I'm carrying us. I've been a witch for two years. You've been aware of witches for 150 years. Plus, you might know more than me. Think. We can't find one other witch to help me. And they're like, no. (laughs) No, not at all. Upstairs. Elena is still painting the room, but she gets a phone call and the caller ID says Alaric. And she's freaked out because from what she knows, Alaric is dead. Yeah, she's like, man, this is fucked up. Who stole his phone? So she answers and says, you know, whoever this is, this isn't funny. And Rick says, who else would it be? And she's like, what? She's like, oh, come on, man. He says, so listen closely. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm at the school. I have Caroline. And if you want to keep her alive, you have to get in your car and come down here right away. And if you tell anyone where you're going, I'm going to kill her. He hangs up. We can see that Caroline is like bound and gagged. She's got pencils in her hands, sticking her to the desk. She does not look like she's having a good time. Yeah. Elena, as she does, always falls for shit like this. She's never like, how's he going to know if I tell anyone? No, she just she heads out the door. She's like, well, I got to go then. She says, that's that, I guess. And meanwhile, everyone else is coming to a similar conclusion of like, hey, we should go find Alaric. Like, as this is happening now, y'all, why did you let Elena stay alone in the room? Did you really think Elena was just going to be up there painting all day? Come on. We got to have eyes on her. You cannot let her out of your sight. She will run. She will run and she will do something that is only smart to her. (laughs) Downstairs at the Gilbert house, the doorbell rings. Jeremy answers and it's Klaus. And Jeremy says, well, what do you want? And Klaus says, is that any way to treat a guest? And Jeremy's like, you're not a fucking guest. You're not a guest. You weren't invited. (laughs) If anything, you're a solicitor. Yeah. And Stefan says, hey, what are you doing here? And Klaus says, well, first of all, young Jeremy could show me some manners and invite me in. And Jeremy's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, Jeremy says, that doesn't sound like me. Stefan says, hey, Jeremy, go to your room. Damon says, yeah, go to your room. And Jeremy is annoyed, but does go to his room. He's like, hey, guys, can I just remind you that maybe 30 minutes ago, I asked for a day without vampires. You're just giving up on that already. And since then, you've brought two more vampires here. And not even a vampire I like. If you're going to bring another vampire, can't it be Tyler? He's like, can't it be Tyler? Maybe Caroline? He's like, I can get behind Caroline. But really, Klaus? Klaus? So Klaus says, oh, poor lad. He loses one questionable father figure only to be replaced by the two of you. And Klaus is on the money here. That got him. Damon says, yeah, about that, something happened. And Klaus says, yeah, I know all about my mother's invulnerable creation. That's why I'm leaving town. I just need to pick up a few road trip necessities. Spare tire, flashlight, doppelganger. He's like, hee hee, that's why I'm here. So could you just go grab her? He's like, anyway, so someone bring me Elena. Damon says, can't help you there. And he closes the door. And the funniest thing about this scene is knowing that Klaus is at the door asking for Elena and most likely Elena's getting into her car in the driveway, like 20 feet from him. And he doesn't even notice. Where is his vampire hearing now? He's just too focused. He's like, I got to get in that house. And she's just like, listening to Kiss FM in her car. Hitting a curb. (laughs) He's way too focused on like lightly ribbing Jeremy. And Elena is just like setting up her Bluetooth. 
Then Klaus is on the porch and in the back and he says, rah, rah, He's like, oh, God, I hate that song. He's like, it's no poker face. Damon closes the door. Stefan calls out to Elena. Klaus has stayed on the porch. He's like looking in the windows. He picks up a newspaper. He's already plotting ahead. Stefan goes upstairs to find Jeremy painting the guest room, the room, the parent room, whatever. And Stefan says, hey, where's Elena? And Jeremy says, I don't know. She was here a few minutes ago. And Stefan runs downstairs and he meets up with Damon. Neither of them can find her. And they're like, okay, so she's not here. We don't know where she went. They're like, classic fucking Elena just disappeared. And Bonnie says, hey, what's going on? And they're like, well, Klaus wants in and we have to keep him out. So that's an annoying thing. So Damon peeks to see like what Klaus is up to outside. And as he does that, Klaus throws a newspaper through the window and breaks the entire window. So they all duck. Obviously, he's not just going to stand there and wait for them to invite him in. He's got stuff to do. He's got to leave town. So then we go over to the school, check in over there. Caroline is groaning and Rick like senses that Elena has arrived. He's like, it's time. Elena's in the hallway. She finds them in Alaric's classroom and she says, hey, Rick, could you let her go? You got to ask. I mean, you got to try. <laughs> Might as well. He says, oh, you can free her yourself. So they look at each other. Elena approaches. She says, hey, girl, it's all going to be good. She tries to pull a pencil out, but it takes like she's being really delicate about it. Oh, squeamish, probably. Yeah. And then Rick, like, pushes the pencil back down. Caroline screams. And Elena says, hey, you said you would let her go. Now, Elena, it's on you for believing him. And Rick says, how many times do I have to tell you? Stop trusting vampires. And he has a point here. Because <laughs> he is a vampire and he shouldn't be trusted. It is funny that he's using his role now as a vampire to prove why vampires are bad. Bro, you're the one who's lying. You're not doing good either. It was the same issue with Michael. He's like, oh, I hate it how vampires are so disrespectful. Anyway, shut the fuck up. Anyway, choke on this Ravain rag. So we go back up to the Gilbert house. Klaus from outside says, I think you guys are going to want to let me in. Just like, I want to say that. He sees a fence. He sees a soccer ball. The wheels start turning in his mind. And inside, Bonnie's like, okay, so Elena's car is gone, uh, but we don't know where she went. And why wouldn't she tell anyone where she was going? What kind of question is that? Elena does this like once a week. At least. That's all she does. It's like, well, I don't know why we thought she'd be here because we let her out of our sight. You know, they're having this conversation. I'm like, hey, guys, maybe let's get away from the windows. Yeah. Let's think about that. (laughs) And as you're thinking that, what flies through a window but a soccer ball? I think it flies through the front door. Oh, it flies through the door. You're right. It opens the door. Because then Klaus comes to the porch with two fence posts. He's looking so hot and sexy to me. He is slaying. Slay! Slay! He throws the first fence post into the wall. This is a cool use of the inviting in rule and how a vampire might be able to work around it. We've never seen a vampire do it to this extent before. Yeah, because I remember thinking about that at one point, like when Noah tried to get in, like, could he just throw something? Well, there was another guy, the guy who like compelled the paramedics to leave Alaric to die. Oh, yeah. We're like, why can't he just like throw something at someone from the door? Yeah, why can't he just throw a stake in? And that's exactly what Klaus is doing. He's throwing stakes. Slay! It's even scarier than being staked because this shit is flying. Yeah. He throws one. It hits the wall. Damon says, missed me. Damon takes the one out of the wall, throws it back at Klaus. Klaus misses that one. Klaus throws another one, but misses Damon again. While this action is all happening, Stefan gets a call and he's like, oh, hi, Alaric. (laughs) He's like, of course. 
Klaus approaches with new tools. He's got a tank of propane and like a rolled up newspaper on fire. And that's Slay. Uh, you got to give it to him for getting the propane. Slay! You got to give it to Klaus for raising the stakes so fast that honestly, you should just invite him in. It's becoming that inviting him in is literally the easiest and safest option, which is exactly what he's doing. And he did it in like five minutes. You know, we sometimes forget because Klaus is so goofy and sensitive yeah sad sensitive whatever word you want to use we do forget that he is actually kind of an evil mastermind he has the same kind of unhinged qualities as rebecca but it's a little bit more focused so he can pick those really crazy things like grabbing a fucking propane tank yeah (laughs) and it serves him well but not that well because stefan comes out and he decides it's time to tell him the truth because we're getting nowhere with burning the house down at this point. Stefan says, hey, please put out that newspaper that's on fire. <laughs> and Klaus says, come outside and make me. And Stefan does come outside and he says, OK, so Elena's not here. Uh, Alaric has her and Caroline. He's going to kill them both unless you turn yourself in. And Klaus says, Caroline, a fact that Rebecca left off when she talked to him because <laughs> she knew he wouldn't leave town or she knew it might be a trickier uphill battle. Yeah. So then Klaus puts out the fire, drops the propane, and he's like, now I know you're not asking me to walk into certain death. And Stefan says, you know, I really wish I could ask you to do that. (laughs) But unfortunately, if Alaric kills you, there's a one in four chance we die too. Damon says, I'll take those odds. I really don't give a fuck. Yeah, Damon's like, let it happen. It's fine. I've lived a good life. He's like, I got to kiss Elena. I'm I'm good. I can go. And Stefan says, well, yeah, and there's a 100% chance Tyler dies. And Damon says, I am fine with that. Damon said, now why on earth would I care about that? Now, who the hell is Tyler? (laughs) (laughs) Stefan says, you know what? Why don't we figure out a way to put a lyric down? And Klaus says, oh, I've got an idea. How about Damon distracts a lyric while Stefan sneaks in and carries Elena to safety? Damon says, yeah, great idea. What's to stop me from being killed instantly? And Klaus says, nothing. I hate you. You're stealing my best friend. Yeah, Klaus is like, I want you dead. And Damon says, well, Caroline is in there. Don't you have a thing for her? Did she reject you too many times? Now, Klaus is so sensitive. He doesn't say this. But what Klaus should say is like, oh, yeah. What about Elena? How many times she reject you? She's rejected me less than Elena rejected you. Exactly. (laughs) But Klaus is too effective. But he he can't get there. Because he got rejected by Caroline to be sad for Tyler. That is hard. That's rough. At least Damon's getting rejected for Stefan. And, you know, Damon, he's like, Stefan's better than me. I get that. Klaus is like, I don't know why I'm competing with this person. It's like, I can't believe, I can't believe I'm in a love triangle with Tyler. And Caroline wouldn't even call it a love triangle. He's like, it's a long game. He's playing it. Stefan says, hey, this isn't really helping too much. Stefan's like, can we just get to the point of today? Can we not do the, like making fun of everyone for getting rejected by girls. Like, we need to get back on track. He's like, that's going to take all fucking day. He says, if we argue about who got rejected the most by the 17-year-old girl they're into, I, we'd be here all day. And Bonnie speaks up because she's the only useful person in this bunch. Yeah. She says, you know, I might have an idea. My mom used a desiccation spell on Michael that immobilized him for 15 years. If I can get it, I might be able to use it on a lyric. And Klaus says, if and might. He says, that sounds bad. So that is not enough. She says, I'll get it. But, you know, even with the spell, we're going to need a lot of vampire muscle to take him down, including yours, Klaus. So you can't sit out. Yeah, she's like, so you actually have to help us out this time. 
And Klaus says, okay, just so we're clear, the sun sets in about eight hours. If we don't succeed before then, Elena will be dead, I'll be gone, and the rest of you will be left to fend for yourselves. And he smiles. And that sets up our stakes for the episode, hence the title Before Sunset. One thing about the originals is they will set a timeline on a plan. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we're getting this done today. One thing about Klaus is he'll be setting a clock. He loves it. It's effective. Then we go back to the school. Caroline is begging Rick to stop because he's like refreshing her vervain gag. Elena tries to intervene, but Rick tells her to sit down. He dips this like piece of muslin, maybe. Mm-hmm. Could be anything. Into a vat of vervain juice <laughs> or something. He ties it around Caroline's mouth where he had a previous one. He said that it is like inhaling razor blades with every breath. And she screams. So she confirms that. And Elena says, why are you doing this? And he says, well, I want to make it easier on you when you put her out of her misery. And she says, nope, we're not doing that. Elena's like, that does not sound correct to me. And Rick says, you know, isn't this what you wanted for me to teach you how to kill a vampire? Well, here's a vampire. Kill her. And she's like, I think we both know I meant different vampires. Elena's like, I think you know that you are intentionally simplifying my words there. (laughs) Yeah. She says, this isn't what I want. He says, of course it is. All those hours you spent training, getting stronger. You know, you could be a hunter, but you've never actually staked a vampire through the heart. And he holds out a stake for her. And she's like, well, I don't want to stake this vampire. This is my friend, Caroline. Yeah, she's like, well, I'm not killing this one. So you better find me a different one. Yeah, she said, bring in a new one. Get somebody else. Then we go over to the Salvatore house. Bonnie is pacing. The clock is ticking. Damon sarcastically says, this is promising. And Bonnie says, Abby's coming. Okay. Damon says, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about her stellar track record in the dependability department. And he's right. It is a concern. And Bonnie doesn't want to admit he's right, but she knows he's right. She says, look, Jamie said that she was coming. So give her some time. Classic Abby to still be talking to Jamie. Yeah, what the fuck? The doorbell rings. Damon says, don't get your hopes up. Might be a Girl Scout, but it is indeed Abby. She says, hey. And Bonnie says, thanks for coming. And Abby says, you know, Jamie is worried about you. And Bonnie says, yeah, okay, well, this is urgent, so come in. And then Abby says, I didn't think you'd ever want to see me again. And Bonnie's like, I didn't call you over here for conversation. This is urgent. Yeah, she's like, no, you have a job to do. We're not hanging out. This is not an emotional reunion. I'm so pissed at you. (laughs) Then we go back over to the school. Stefan and Klaus pull up. And Stefan says, oh, Abby just showed up. And Klaus says, good. Maybe this plan won't be an epic failure. And then he says to Stefan, BTW, if this goes well and we drop the history teacher in the Atlantic, I'm still leaving with Elena. Yeah, he's like, I just want you to know that that's still on my list today. Those expectations haven't changed. And then Stefan says, I'll go with you. Like the real obstacle is Stefan. Like Elena is not going to agree to those terms just because Stefan comes. Yeah, she's like, I'm not decided on this either, buddy. Klaus says, oh, really? What's the catch? And Stefan says, no catch. I turn my back on everything here to make sure Elena's safe. And this is actually a good move by Stefan because Stefan knows that the prospect of Stefan traveling with Klaus is so attractive to Klaus that he'll accept it. I mean, he wants Elena for the baseline stuff, but having Stefan with him too, he's like, this day is going good for me. That's a dream come true. Yeah. The only other thing he wants is Caroline. And Klaus says, you know, Stefan, that's what makes you her better option. So Klaus is a Stelena shipper confirmed. Not the best taste, but it's okay. Well, it makes sense when you remember that Klaus is obsessed with Stefan. Yeah. 
So he's always going to be on Stefan's side. Yeah, he, whatever Stefan wants. He's like, of course, Stefan's the best option for Elena. He's the best option, period. Yeah, it's Stefan. Who wouldn't want Stefan? Yeah. Klaus says, shame it's not easier for Elena to see that. Personally, I think she's wasting her time with Damon. He's like, I don't get where the fuck her head's at. He's like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And Stefan says, thank you. <laughs> Finally, someone's brave enough to say it. <laughs> Stefan laughs. Of course, he's not going to give Klaus any indication that he like agrees with him, though he does, obviously. Though he's like, I needed to hear that. And Stefan says, you know, all the time and energy you spend trying to get me and my brother to hate each other, it's actually had the opposite effect. And Klaus says, has it really? Well, maybe I'll just let Elena decide which Salvatore comes with us then, since you and Damon are so close. (laughs) And Stefan does not want that to happen. But he says, you know what? Go for it. We've been through a hell of a lot worse than you. And I have to ask, have they? I don't think they have. I'm doubting it. I'm doubting it. Because the other villains they faced other than Klaus were Michael, which is really Klaus's villain they were facing. Yeah. Catherine, Mason Lockwood, the Founders Council, Frederick. I mean, well, the main villain Stefan has been facing with Damon uh, recently is Stefan. Yeah. Stefan has been through a hell of a lot worse than Klaus. It's himself. It's just his mind. It's hell up there. (laughs) It's hell in there. It's horror. So let me go back over the Salvatore house. Abby says, hey, BTW, why didn't I have to be invited in? And honestly, we probably could have gotten away with this without the housekeeping, but it's kind of nice that the writers housekeep this for us. Mm -hmm. Bonnie says that only vampires live here. Damon explains that they did sign the deed over to Elena, which we'll remember from the end of season two. But when Elena died during the sacrifice, the seal broke. So now vampires can come in. The logic all tracks as much as it needs to. Just set that baseline up again. Exactly. Also, I think that's just probably important to remember as uh, we may see some originals coming back to town, I'm guessing. (laughs) We'll see. Damon offers Abby some blood as a peace offering. She doesn't accept it. And he says, awesome, more for me. Bonnie says, so here's the skinny. I need help with a spell. Esther created a vampire that can't be killed. I want to desiccate him like you did to Michael. And Abby says, nope, way too dangerous. Uh, Your magic comes from the earth. It's pure. This spell asks you to tap into dark places, places of temptation, places that you can't handle. So this is our first introduction to perhaps a darker side to magic. We've kind of had stirrings of this with the ring. And like that kind of like connection to the darker side. But this is where we first get a real picture into like a spell being on a negative side. That when you go against nature. Nature bites back. You have to embrace some darkness. And Bonnie says, no offense, Miss Lady, but you turned your back on me for 16 years. So you have no idea what I can and can't handle. Which is a fair point. And Damon says, I'm team Bonnie on this one. Of course he is. He wants to kill Alaric. He wants his plan to get moving. So he's like, okay, come on, let's just fucking do the spell. Give her the spell. And Damon says, how hard can it be to purge a vampire? And she explains that the spell allows you to stop a vampire's heart. That basically the blood will stop flowing and his body will desiccate. And Bonnie says, great, that sounds exactly what we like what we want to do. Yeah, she's like, that sounds perfect for our needs here today. She said, I'll take it. Abby says, but to stop a vampire's heart, you need to find a balance among the living. Can you handle that? And Damon says, what? He <laughs> was like, what does that mean? I don't speak witch, which I was like, what does that mean? I was like, it's got to be another fucking living person in the mix. Huh? And they're running out of humans to do stuff with. 
Yeah, Bonnie explains that she has to stop a human heart. Pretty immediately, we cut to the school and see Jeremy sitting alone playing with his ring. So pretty immediately, the stakes are lowered on this because she just has to stop Jeremy's heart and he'll come back to life because it'll be a supernatural death if she does that. Yeah, and his heart has stopped before, so. Yeah, and she's restarted hearts before with, like, fucking CPR. So, like, if I were Bonnie, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I can handle that. Shut the fuck up, Abby. Yeah. I've done that, like, four times. Both with and without magic. Yeah. So what the fuck do you know? Bonnie and Damon approach Jeremy outside the school. Bonnie explains to Damon that she just got this thing on her phone that connects her to Elena and Caroline. And so she can see where they are. It's like a find your friends. Yeah. And she's like, oh, they're in a large classroom. And I understand that this is subtle AT&T like spawn. Yeah. I get that. But they knew they were at the school already. (laughs) They knew they were at the school. And I'm sorry, if you guys have had this app, Let's just check our locations a couple times a day. Yeah. I I mean, you guys are forever getting kidnapped. So let's just, you know, check in once in a while. I check people's locations and I don't have any friends getting kidnapped. I just like to see what they're doing with their day. Yeah, exactly. I think they should just be looking at this a little more regularly. I agree. And so Bonnie says, oh, since we know, thanks to my trusty AT&T phone, that they're in a lyrics classroom. Again, Logic could have told you that, but that's fine. I would have been the first guess, but sure. She says, we should use the South entrance. And Damon says, wow, a digital locator spell. Why do we need you? Imagine if they looked at the camera and went, AT&T. <laughs> I love AT&T. You don't need magic when you have AT&T. It's magic how much coverage we have. And don't listen to the Verizon commercials that show you our map is much worse. <laughs> <laughs> AT&T will have you saying, wow. Did somebody say Fesmatos or is my phone service just that good? AT&T, the original phone service. (laughs) If you cut us off, we will kill every other company. (laughs) AT&T, always and forever. (laughs) (laughs) Damon tells Jeremy to give his ring to him and Jeremy says no. And I think it's kind of stupid to give up the ring at this point. I get Damon's point that he's like, oh, you know, by my math, you've, bit it once possibly twice i think it's just the once when damon killed him because every other time he's been either saved by a lurk or like body brought him back to life with magic and frankly it took quite a few deaths for a lurk to be in trouble and maybe just be like hey jeremy when you go to the other side when you die just let's make sure you're not talking to esther just don't talk to esther now that we know that that's how she's like getting in there just go find anna well it's also like i mean again Alaric was really playing it fast and loose with this ring, as was John Gilbert. You have to imagine how far John Gilbert was off from this, but I guess he already wanted to kill vampires. So maybe Esther's like, he's not worth my time. Esther's like, he'll get there eventually. Esther's like, I don't want to work with that guy. I hate him. (laughs) That guy sucks. She's like, no, that Alaric. She's like, where's that sexy one with the ring? Jeremy's not like planning to die every day. He doesn't die that often. He doesn't need the ring. Usually the one time he died after the sheriff shot him in cold blood bonnie just brought him back to life with a spell so yeah anyway so what's one more death i get what damon's trying to do here but honestly let him keep the ring you might as well i get the concern but let's watch out for future deaths only do it when we really need it not just when we're in a weird mood or whatever (laughs) exactly jeremy says this is my ring elena's my sister no one's gonna fight harder for her than me And Damon says, fine, be stubborn. It seems like they're having an argument about something that's really not about the ring. Whatever, Jeremy gets to keep his ring. 
Stefan approaches with Klaus and Klaus says, well, isn't this one big happy family? And Bonnie says, "Okay, I'm not even going to dignify that. Uh, Here's my blood. Uh, Everybody drink it. It's going to link us together. So when I stop Jeremy's hurt, you'll have the power to stop Alaric's. Sure. Yeah, Bonnie's like, no, we're not going to do the cutesy little everyone gets a line. We're getting to this now. Everyone doesn't need a little joke. Just drink my blood. Let's get to the fucking spell. Bonnie says you need to make a physical connection to his bloodstream. Vein, an artery, I don't care, something connected to his heart. Seems simple enough. Stefan says, great. One of us gets a clean shot. Take it. The other two hold him down. They sip Bonnie's blood. And Klaus says, because he lives for drama, he says, before we walk through these doors, let's get on the same page, shall we? I was the one who created your vampire bloodline. Therefore, I am responsible for your lives and Tyler's and Caroline's and, of course, Abby's should something go wrong. So you guys don't want me to die. And Damon says, OK, well, or possibly you're just lying. <laughs> and Klaus is like, it doesn't really matter if I'm lying because I'm going to tell you this is the truth. He says, well, I'm not lying, but go ahead. Call my bluff. Let the teacher kill me. You'll all be dead soon thereafter. And I mean, you got to give it to Klaus. This is a smart thing to say. Whether or not it's true, you might as well set that expectation so that they don't kill you. At the very best, you'll make them second guess it. Yeah, they're already kind of like doubting wanting to kill him until they know for sure, you know. But he is the only one who has any information that might lead to who the originator is. And it very well could be him. Yeah. So they might as well keep him alive. Exactly. Because right now he's not really their problem. If I die, I'll bring every single one of you with me. We'll have a great time on the other side. Then Stefan will have to hang out with me. Yeah. Stefan says, okay, let's get this over with. And they go inside. Then back in the classroom, Elena asks Alaric why he's doing this, which is a fairly obvious question. Alaric says, well, because you need me. You're an 18-year-old girl with no parents, no guidance, or any sense of right and wrong anymore. And Elena says, okay, uh, pot kettle. Yeah. Look at you. How is this right? She points at Caroline, currently being tortured. She's like, you're the one torturing a teenage girl whose dad you murdered. Who has a sense of right and wrong here? It's hard to say. Yeah. And Alaric says, okay, well, that girl is a murderer. She told me she killed someone and liked it. How is that right? Okay, this is where context is important, Alaric, because she told you that in the context of She was forgiving you for murdering her father. Yes, perhaps she's a murderer, but like, so are you. And if we're going to go body count, you've killed more people than she has. Yeah. Like evil Alaric. Let's even just count evil Alaric's body count. He's killed two people. But regular Alaric has also killed like Logan and has killed other vampires. So it's like Caroline's killed one person in her whole entire life. So if we want to compare murderers... Okay, that's an interesting, interesting pool you're putting yourself in, Mr. Evil Alaric. And especially because, like, at least two of the people he killed, specifically the ones Evil Alaric killed, were humans. Because I'm sure Evil Alaric's like, it's fine if I killed a vampire, that doesn't count. But, like, then what about the humans? Not to get too deep into, like, the meaning of everything, whatever. Like, yes, Brian Walters is a vampire sympathizer, but more so I think he was kind of told to do that. Like, I don't think he really gave a shit. He's just doing paperwork. He's fortune paperwork king. Yeah. But Bill Forbes actively hated vampires. Like, I know that he had like a little bit of patience for his daughter, but he didn't even have that much patience. He wasn't like killing the most like notorious vampire sympathizers. If Brian Walters had been like, I'm not signing this. They would have been like, okay, the sheriff will sign it instead. Yeah, they said, okay, we'll get a new medical examiner. They'd be like, okay, like you're fired. 
Yeah. And he <laughs> needs this job. He's got a mouth, at least one mouth to feed yeah. his own, possibly more. He probably doesn't have a girlfriend. He was pretty mean to Mayonis, but still. But give him a chance to grow. He can't really like be on moral high ground for killing Brian Walters and Bill Forbes. This is true of all the people who hate vampires, any council, any fucking Michael Esther. They're all fucking hypocrites about it. Yeah. Which is like, okay, whatever. No one's perfect. Everyone has like conflicting opinions and stuff. But you guys are making your opinion everybody else's problem and you're not even holding yourself to it. The least hypocritical person was Michael because at least he didn't drink human blood. Yeah. Like at least he never killed anyone other than vampires. But also he was a little bitch ass who just hated his son. And he was borderline abusive to his children at that best. Even as a human. Yeah. So (laughs) it really isn't about hating vampires. It's about hating your kids for you. And hating yourself. Truly. Like obviously Elena doesn't get into all of this moral debate because he's got his blinders on. He wouldn't listen to this anyway. Yeah. But Alaric takes this he takes a certain path of tactics, which I get why he does it. It's a little rude. He says, you know, Elena, your parents led the council. Led is uh, an interesting thing we haven't heard before. We knew they were on the council, but we didn't know they led it. We don't know how true that really is, or if it works just saying it. He says, it was their life's mission to keep this town safe, and they weren't dead six months before you undid it all. And now this may be true. <laughs> Elena's like, damn, six months, you're right. You know, when you put it like that. <laughs> but she does a good job of not showing that this affects her right away. She's like, you know, you don't know anything about them. And he says, well, am I wrong? Do you actually think they'd be proud of you? And I think this is probably a sore spot for Elena with or without this. I mean, she, yeah, she's definitely thought about this and she knows the answer is probably no, they wouldn't be that proud of her. And best case, maybe they'd come around at the like at a point. Yes. And she's seen other parents come around. She saw Liz Forbes came around. So she thinks probably her parents would come around if she had the chance to explain. I mean, Jenna came around, but Jenna wasn't really on the council. But, you know, it's still an insecurity. Yeah, she never gets to know that for sure. So even if she feels like pretty confident they would come around at some point, like she can't ever get rid of the idea that they might just hate her. Especially because... They're her adopted parents. There's that insecurity that's there too. Well, it took until John died to tell her it was okay. And there's the survivor's guilt of it all that she's like, Mm -hmm. I survived, they died, and now I'm ruining their life's work. Yeah. And it's like, well, their life's work was dumb. So if that helps. Well, yeah, his life's work should have been being a doctor. What about do no harm? What about do no harm, Mr. Grayson? Go fucking do a couple annual checkups, do a couple pap smears. Literally, Uh, there's got to be people needing pap smears in this town. Alaric says, if you don't side with the humans, you're just as bad as them. Now kill her or I'll do it for you and I'll make it hurt. Well, Elena's kind of like, that's not offensive to me that I'm just as bad as them because I don't think they're bad. Like, there's a huge flaw in your logic here. Like, these are my best friends and I'm in love with two of them. She's like, oh, no, I'm just as bad as Caroline. Uh Uh-oh. Like, oh, no, I'm as evil as Caroline Forbes. (laughs) I should be so lucky. He pulls her up out of the desk and forces the stake in her hand. Elena and Caroline look at each other and Elena does try to stake a lyric, which worth a shot. He stops her, of course. He grabs her arm and he says, I thought I taught you better than that. And she says, you did. And then she picks up the jar of her vein and smashes it on his face. Bitch, she's queening. Slay! It's very slay. 
Alaric is screaming and crying and shitting and throwing up long enough for Elena to take out the pencils, untie Caroline and send her to get help. She gets Caroline out the door, but she can't get out before Rick catches her. Hey, she got a lot done in that time. Got to give it to Elena. Like she doesn't always accomplish it, but when she gets it, she gets it. When she's under pressure, she can get out of a situation. So then we go out to the hallway. Caroline is running away and Klaus grabs her. This is what's so funny. Is it would have been more effective for him to just let Caroline leave? But he wanted a romance moment and I love him for it. (laughs) So he grabs her, covers her mouth. It's like, it's okay. You're safe. You're safe. And he says, we'll save Elena. You go straight home and stay inside. Do you understand me? And she says, yeah, thank you. It's romantic. It's sexy. It is exactly what Klaus wanted. I am laughing it up. Yeah. <laughs> Slurping it up. Klaus runs away and so does Caroline. Elsewhere, Alaric tosses Elena against a locker and says, you know, I should kill you. I should gut you like Brian Walters, Bill Forbes and all the other cowards I plan on ripping apart. And it's like, well, you didn't gut either of them. You just stabbed them. Lazy. Yeah, you literally stabbed Brian Walters and you just like slit Bill Forbes's throat. So you didn't gut anybody. So let's get that straight. Let's learn some words, King. I wish she had said that too. She's like, you didn't gut Brian Walters. I saw the crime scene photos. You did not gut him. I've seen Scream. Yeah. And he says, you know, you're the worst offender of them all. Not true. Maybe the serial murderer is the worst offender of them all. Just throwing it out. I guess depends on what you judge by. He says, you don't deserve to live. And she says, okay, um, so then why am I still alive? There's obviously no humanity left in you. So what's stopping you? If you want me dead, then kill me. And this is a great point because she's like, okay, you hate me so fucking much. But here I am. You just keep running your little mouth. Yeah. I know no one else wants to kill me, but you actually could. Yeah. So what's the deal here? I just have to listen to you shit on me and my parents. The steak's in your hand, buddy. You want to get down to it? Yeah. My stomach's right here. Ready to be stabbed. She's like, I've thrown myself at a sacrifice many times. Let's fucking do it again, bitch. Elena says, here's the thing about me. I'm not afraid to die. Uh, I've died before, actually. And I'll do it again for a check. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I've died before. I'll die again. I don't care how many fucking times. She's like, because guess what? People will find a way to save me. Know that. You kill me. You won't see me dead, bitch. You kill me. I'll be fucking back. And you know this. And she says, so, yeah, if you want me dead, you can kill me. Do it. And he's like, yeah, (laughs) his veins appear. And then he drops her and she seems to realize something. And in this time, the Salvatores come in and grab him. Elena runs and Damon says, do it now. Now, Klaus takes a while to get here, maybe because he's like twirling his little thumbs, thinking about his Caroline interaction. (laughs) He's like, I'm busy. I'm telling Elijah about something. Yeah. It's like, no, Elijah, it was really cute. Like she looked at me. She smiled. It's like, no, I don't think you get it. It was it was loaded. It was sexy. And then he says, oh, shoot, I got to go. They got him. (laughs) (laughs) And so they're holding Alaric for a minute, but they can only hold him back with Klaus not there to do anything for so long. So Alaric like snaps both their necks and drops him on the ground. Like you can hear Stefan's spine kind of go click, 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 click. Yeah, we got him. (laughs) But then Klaus finally comes in after the two Salvatores are, you know, on the ground taking a little nap. Klaus reaches in and grabs Alaric's heart. And outside, Bonnie says, oop, they made contact. It's happening. And she pretty quickly starts the spell over Jeremy. There's wind. It seems to be working. And then back at the hallway, Rick pulls Klaus's hand out because no one's holding him back. Yeah. Because Klaus took forever to get over there (laughs) and tosses Klaus across the hallway. 
And then in the woods, Bonnie's like, oh, wait a second. Think the connection broke. Back in the hallway, Rick tosses Klaus again, picks him up and aims the stake at him. And Elena says, no, wait, stop. Elena's like, no, I figured something out. And I think you're going to want to hear this one. She said, I've been thinking and I have a speech. I have something to say. And she says, let him go or I'll kill myself. Klaus is like, aw. Klaus <laughs> is like, oh, really? He said, I've been saying everybody should be thanking me. He's like, finally, someone willing to die for me. You know, this is why you're coming with me when I leave town. Yeah. She has a knife held to her neck. And Rick says, oh, please put the knife down. Uh, he's trying not to snitch on himself, but it's too late. Yeah, he's trying to keep this under wraps. Uh, it's not working. Hey, it would be totally cool if you put the knife down. He's like, hey, you know, I don't care if you live or die because you're the worst offender of them all. But don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, oh, why do you want me to put it down? Because you need me alive? Yeah, there's a reason why Esther used me to make you, didn't she? She didn't want to make you immortal, so she tied your life to a human one, mine. That way, you only have one lifespan to kill all vampires, and then you'll be gone. So when I die, you die too. That's it, isn't it? It has to be. And Alex's like, no. He <laughs> cannot bluff at all. Because she just fucking ate. Slay! It's the only reason that he wouldn't have killed her already. He says, you didn't need any hints or anything? How'd you get that? He's like, how'd you get that so fast? He's like, I thought I had like at least another day before you figured that out. He's like, damn, I kind of thought you were stupid, but I guess I was wrong. He was spending too long like berating her that she's like, why wouldn't he just kill me? (laughs) Because one thing about Elena, she's like, look, I know no one kills me because I like have my blood and I have all this other stuff. But she's like, but it's weird. Like, I know when someone wants me dead. Elena's like, I know why the Salvatores don't kill me, obviously. (laughs) She's like, I know why Klaus doesn't kill me. I don't understand why a Lurik wouldn't, other than the fact that I'm not a vampire, but but he hasn't killed any vampires yet. So So she's like, this doesn't make a ton of sense. You know, everything's about me anyway, so this might as well also be about me. This is where her main character complex comes in handy, that she was able to get to this point. Yeah, she was like, this has to be about me. Like, There must be something to do with me. I must be important here. And she is. Yeah, I must be key to the plot here. (laughs) Rick says she's wrong, uh, which, of course, he has to try it. He barely sells it. And she says, oh, am I? And she starts to cut her neck. Slay! Slay! And Rick says, whoa, stop. He gets up. He leaves Klaus. Klaus knows where his bread is buttered. He immediately knocks Rick over and runs. Yeah. And then Rick also runs. And then we go over to the Michelson house. Elena is coming too. And it's like, oh, how nice. Klaus rescued her. And then she has a nurse sticking an IV in her arm. And the nurse says, hey, moving only makes it hurt more. I'm so obsessed with him hiring a nurse to do this. Like, why can't he just do it? He wants to get as much blood as possible. He wants someone who can find the vein. He needs a professional. Yeah. And Elena wakes up and she's like, not this again. (laughs) Come on. She's like, I hate when I wake up and I see a nurse who has very clearly been compelled. This has happened too many times to me. Yeah. Elena says to the nurse, what are you doing? But she already knows. Klaus says, draining you of all your blood. And she says, all? She says, dude. She says, you don't want just a few bags instead of all of it? And to be fair to Klaus, this is kind of a great plan for him. Yeah. Because he gets as much doppelganger blood as he needs. He doesn't have to carry around someone who he's always afraid is going to die. And Alaric dies. This is a sweet setup for him. Why would Klaus not do this? And even Elena's like, I get why he's doing it. (laughs) I don't agree with it. And for Elena, it's like, you know, there are worse ways I could be killed. 
Yeah. Like I could have been like murdered today. At least this way I just get to fall asleep. This will be peaceful. Tyler comes in and sees this and it's like a jump scare for him. (laughs) Yeah, because he's just back in a box. He's just moving. And she says, Tyler, help me. And Klaus says, he can't. He needs to go get me some empty blood bags, about three liters worth. And Elena says, hey, Tyler, please get Stefan. Yeah, she's like, Tyler, please. And Klaus says, no, get the bags. And Tyler tries to run to Elena, but of course, Klaus stops him. And he says, forget the girl, go get the bags now. Tyler looks at Elena, but he does go. And it's like, ooh, is the Sayavon broken? Is it not? What's happening here? What's the vibe here? Elena fights a little bit and she's like, so that's it. You're just going to bleed me dry. And Klaus says, yeah, but it will be painless. Like as the last drop of blood is drawn, you'll simply fall asleep. Now, obviously she's freaked out, but what else can she do? Then we go back to the school hallway. Damon wakes up, his phone is vibrating. And he's like, why am I still alive? Alaric is there above them and he says, get up. And it's like, well, you're the one who killed us. It's like, give me a second. Stefan also wakes up. Rick also says, you know, get up, get up. He says, hey, BTW, Klaus is going to kill Elena. It's not important why. uh, (laughs) And I don't really want to tell you why, because I don't want my spot to be blown up. I want to give a little bit of time for you guys to maybe not figure this one out. (laughs) But he does say it. First, he says, Klaus is going to kill Elena. Damon says, what? (laughs) Damon says, that doesn't make a lick of sense. Stefan says, "Uh, actually, Klaus needs her blood to make hybrids. So she's the last person he'd kill. And Rick says, I didn't really want to show my whole hand, but I guess I have to. Uh, The witch bound my life to Elena's. If she dies, I die. Klaus figured that out. So now he's taking her and I'm trapped here till the sun goes down. So you two better go save Elena's life because it's what y'all do best. First of all, look, Elena figured it out, not Klaus. (laughs) Yeah, that is so rude. That is so sexist. Evil Lurk is a misogynist. I do know that about him. (laughs) And so Rick leaves them to, you know, their business. And we go back over to the Michelson house. Elena says, uh, what about all your hybrids? You're going to need more blood than this to make an army. Klaus holds up one bag of her blood and is like, you know, these last few leaders are going to have to suffice. You see, by attempting to kill us, my mother strengthened the bond between my siblings and I. And you got to love this because this he is picking up exactly from something Stefan told him earlier. Both lies. Yeah, just completely lying. Like Rebecca left town this morning. Yeah. (laughs) He says, I don't need hybrids. I have my family. Yeah. And where exactly is your family right now? Because I don't see any of your siblings in this house. Yeah. All your siblings are gone. So Elena says, "Okay, well, if you actually believe that, then why take my blood at all? Yeah. Because she's like, well, if you really thought your siblings were there for you, like you wouldn't need any hybrids. And then it doesn't take her long to realize she's like, oh, you need a backup family because, you know, your siblings are never going to trust you again. And he said, get off my neck. He says, girl, just fall asleep. Damn. He says, how much blood do you have? (laughs) God. He says, you know, Stefan blames me for trying to tear him apart from his brother. Like, yeah, I bet he does. I'm sure he fucking does. And he says, but I think we know who really came between them. You. That's why you won't choose. You know, when you pick a Salvatore, you'll destroy their bond. You know how you're breaking Stefan's heart? He doesn't say that last part. He says, you know, consider this me doing you a favor. Once you're dead, you won't have to choose. No broken hearts. Their family stays intact. But just between us girls, who would you have picked? Slay! One thing about Klaus is he loves the drama and he loves the romance. He's like, if you're going to die, I do want to know because I have an opinion and I need to know if I was correct. 
I need to know if you were going to make the right decision. And if it's the right decision, I'll consider saving you. I won't, but I'll think about it. But I'll think about it a little harder. But I'll respect you more. She says rotten hell. And he says, oh, come on. <laughs> he says, so you're not picking Stefan then? He says, so Damon? He said, Damon? <laughs> he said, Matt? <laughs> he said, Carolyn? <laughs> he says, you're welcome. Sweet dreams, Elena. It's been fun. She says it hasn't. She's like, this has been a, a really bad day overall. She tries to, you know, tear herself out, but she's weak. But then Klaus has left the room and Tyler comes in and he unties her. And she's like, what are you doing? And he shushes her. He is able to get all the needles out. But then Elena says, hey, Tyler. And he turns around and sees Klaus is there standing in the doorway. And he looks so mad. And to be fair, this is on Klaus for like leaving the room at all before Elena was dead for good. Yeah. Did you learn nothing from Alaric? <laughs> yeah, literally. And Klaus says, well, so much for that sire bond. And Tyler says, yeah, I'm not your little bitch anymore. He says, I got it. We've been harsh on Tyler lately. Yeah. For good reason. Tyler does king this episode. Slay! Because Tyler was so smart to keep the sire bond illusion going. And it was smart of him to notice that this is the time that it's worth breaking the illusion. So good on Tyler. You nailed it this episode, King. We love you. <laughs> you are so cute to me still. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry I'm a Claroline girl already, but I do support you. Klaus says, okay, well, how'd you break the sire bond? And I would say that Tyler doesn't need to tell Klaus this because it's no good to tell Klaus. But also, I don't think it really matters to tell Klaus. Yeah, because this is something that Klaus like couldn't stop. And honestly... It's not likely that the other hivers would figure this out because werewolves are uh, dumb, generally. And Tyler didn't figure this out on his own. Bill gave him this idea. So this is not really giving up a hand to tell Klaus how this came about. Klaus can prevent this in most of his hybrid situations. So I think it's fine that Tyler tells him. And Tyler does deserve to brag a little bit because he worked really hard. Yeah. Tyler says, I did it by breaking every bone in my body a hundred times for the girl I love. And Klaus says, that's impossible. And Tyler says, is it? Or maybe real love is stronger than fake loyalty. But what would you know about that? Slay! And this is devastating for Klaus to be read by Tyler. Yeah, he's like, can you guys stop today? Klaus said, not Tyler. Come on. He's like, am I that fucking transparent? <laughs> it's one thing if Elena reads him. He expects that from Elena at this point. He respects her in a way. He expects it from Rebecca because Rebecca knows him. He even expects it from Caroline. Because it's cute when she does it. But Tyler, this is demoralizing for Klaus. This is a rough time for him. He is like, can you guys all just let Elena die and give me my peace? Klaus says, you know, you should be thanking me. He loves to tell people they should be thanking him. Well, if he says it enough, maybe someday someone will. Yeah. He says to Tyler, I gave you a gift and I took away your misery. And Tyler says, you didn't give a crap about me. You just didn't want to be alone. <laughs> yeah. I said, come on, stop. Don't say that. Klaus said, why can everyone tell that about me? Klaus said, even Tyler knows that. And this guy's kissing my girlfriend. He's like, I want Caroline. This is a devastating day for Klaus, even before he desiccates. Yeah, I, I think by the time he desiccates, he's like, you know what? Might as well happen today. I am suffering an embarrassment right now. He's like, I need, a, I need a break from it all. Tyler picks up Elena to go, but Klaus, you know, bumps into Tyler and he knocks basically Elena onto the ground. She hits her head. We see her hit her head. 
but we don't think anything of it at the time. Because then she gets up and it's like, oh, okay. Because at first I was like, did he just kill Elena? <laughs> It'd be funny if she died right then for that. And Klaus says, goodbye, Tyler, because he's getting ready to kill him. But just as he goes to rip his heart out, Tyler turns around and they find Stefan and Damon. Tyler and Damon hold Klaus and Stefan connects his little fingernails. <laughs> I was going to say fingernails. <laughs> fingernails. And Stefan connects his little fingernails into Klaus's heart. And then Klaus starts to realize what's about to happen. Klaus is like, what? Me? No, you got, no, me? He said, wait, guys. Out in the woods, Bonnie starts her spell again. Jeremy appears to die. And then Bonnie has some black veins appear all throughout her body, which we can assume is like the manifestation of dark magic. What kind of implications do you think this has? If any. I think it's the same kind of thing of when, you know, Abby kind of gently introduced this with the look is every time he dies, he lets a little bit more dark magic in until it consumed him and created evil alert. And so that is kind of like it's getting into the bloodstream, getting into her to herself. So I think there is a potential that like the more dark magic you practice, the more aggressive those veins would be and the more that like kind of imprints itself in your brain and in your powers. Sure. Let me go back over to the Michelson house. We can hear Klaus's heart slowing down. So Damon lets go of Klaus. He goes and checks on Elena. Got to give it to Damon. He always gets to Elena first. That's why he was like, Stefan, you got to be the one holding Klaus's heart because I'm going to have to go to Elena. <laughs> Stefan's holding Klaus's heart like, oh man, fuck. He's like, damn, I can't let go of this. Can you imagine if Stefan let go? Just to go look at Elena. <laughs> like, hey, are you okay? And then Klaus like wakes up. You got to hand it to the Salvators here that... Obviously, it's unfortunate that this plan didn't come to fruition the way they wanted it to. But they regrouped and said, no, we can still use this. Well, and this is great because they've been wanting to kill Klaus. They've been afraid they can't because killing him will kill all of them. What a great solution to desiccate him. Yeah. I'm like, yes, Alaric is still a problem. But you've got one less person to deal with at the moment. Exactly. And you also could go get him if you need him. But we'll see. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Klaus starts to desiccate. He looks pretty sad and he looks like in Stefan's eyes while he does this because that's his best friend. Yeah, he's like, come on, man. We're friends. And then in the woods, Bonnie looks at Jeremy. She starts a spell to restart his heart and it doesn't seem to restart right away. There's a little bit of drama, but then he wakes up and they hug. <laughs> Grace's like, oh, he's up. Yeah, he's up. I mean, whatever. I don't care. I know that you're always worried Jeremy's going to die. Were you worried for a second there? I was worried for a second. They didn't make it go very long. They didn't make it go very long. And I felt pretty confident, like, you know, he's come back from the dead before. So, and he had his ring on. So there's no reason why he wouldn't this time. But I was kind of like, well, they did just send him to Denver that like, maybe they're trying to phase his character out. So I was like, I don't know. But he's okay for now. Still have one episode left in the season though. Still have a finale. Although he's, he got shot in the last finale. So, so he might get a break. At the Michelson house, Klaus falls to the ground and they put him down. He's desiccated. He's gray. Do you think Klaus is dead for good? No, he'll be up and moving next episode. You can take that to the bank. (laughs) Sad to ask. Stefan turns to Damon and says, we should get Elena home before the sun sets. Stefan takes one last look at Klaus's body before he leaves, walks away. Then we go over to outside the Gilbert house Stefan and Damon have dropped Elena off. They're walking her up to the door and she says, you guys are really going to walk me to the door? And they're like, yeah. 
Stefan says, you lost a lot of blood today. And she says, yeah, I'm fine. I just have a little headache. Yeah. Can't you guys go get her dinner or something? She lost like half her blood at, at one point. Yeah. No one's getting her a burger or nothing. Not even a cookie. Not an orange juice. No one's giving her a vampire blood to heal her. Lifestream has better service than this. Literally. Damon says, yeah, you're fine, but the sun's about to go down any minute and Rick's going to be able to terrorize the streets. And Elena says, he can't hurt me without dying. So it's you two we should worry about. And Stefan's like, ah, he won't be able to find us. <laughs> we'll see. Confident. Um, okay. They drop Elena at the door and Stefan says, all right, well, we'll call you when we get back. They go to leave and Elena says, hey, BTW, I know it's selfish. And they turn around and they're like, what? They're like, are we talking about this right now? Like, you're going to make a decision? And she says, I know that it seems like I'm stringing you both along, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do, because if I choose one of you, then I lose the other. And I've lost so many people. I can't bear the thought of losing one of you. Let me just say from that alone, I think it's pretty clear she knows what her decision is. Why do you think that? Because obviously if she chooses Stefan again, like Damon will be sad, but she was with Stefan while he was in love with her all this time anyway. It's a return to stasis. Yeah. But if she picks Damon, it changes it and it hurts Stefan more. So I think by this, whether she knows it or not, I think it's pretty clear she's leaning Damon at the minimum. She's showing her hand. Interesting. Interesting. Neither Stefan or Damon want to have this conversation right now or they don't feel like they have the time for this conversation right now. So Stefan's like, well, it's been a long day. And Damon says, yeah, we'll call you from the road after we dump Klaus's body in the Atlantic. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Well, number one, I think there's pros and cons for what to do with Klaus's body if they assume he's going to stay desiccated. You definitely want to keep him out of reach from Alaric because Alaric can easily kill Klaus. If he's just desiccated, he'll just find him and stake him. So you want to have Klaus somewhere that Alaric can't reach him. But it's foolish to put him in the bottom of the ocean. I know then he'll never get back up, but and that's like their goal. But it feels like you should you should prepare to have access to him if you need him. And I get putting him at the bottom of a body of water. Because it's harder to find. Not for nothing. Like, there's a lot of working relationships. They should have him accessible with flowing blood in case someone gets bit by a werewolf. Yeah. I guess they have Tyler's blood, so they don't really need Klaus's. I assumed that Klaus's was the only one that worked, though, because it was, like, original. But maybe it's iffy. It's hybrid blood, so we can assume that it's, like, any hybrid would work, though we haven't seen it. But that's one thing they should think about. I think accessing him is what they should be worried about. I think they're like, we're never going to see him again, which is foolish. But I think if you want to do it at the bottom of a body of water, like a lake, somewhere where he won't move that much. Because I get the appeal of the ocean. It's harder to find him. And yeah, if you put it in a lake, maybe Alert could find that lake. But it's not like he's going to go to every lake in fucking Virginia. There have to be like hundreds of lakes. Well, and also anywhere that has life, a lake or an ocean... There's a chance that Klaus gets blood somehow. That is true. Even more likely in an ocean. Exactly. There's more life in an ocean. We'll see if Klaus even makes it to the bottom of the Atlantic, but I think it's a fundamentally flawed plan. Yeah, I don't think he will be making it to the Atlantic Ocean. So I think it's irrelevant. He will not be seeing the ocean. He will not be having a beach day. I don't think we will be making it to the beach. I think that car is getting stopped by somebody pretty quick, whether it's a cell phone call or something else but he will not be in the ocean. <laughs> Elena says, be careful, both of you. They leave. She goes inside and like watches them go because she loves to watch them leave. <laughs> yeah. And she goes inside and she finds Matt, Tyler, Jeremy, Bonnie and Caroline. 
They've got like tequila and like food. And Caroline says, welcome to our victory party. Gotta love Caroline. And Elena says, what victory? <laughs> we failed. Alaric is still out there. And Bonnie says, yeah, but we got rid of Klaus. And Caroline convinced us to enjoy it for a night. They should celebrate this. Yeah, because they've been wanting to kill Klaus for like months. And this is the closest they've ever gotten. Again, you don't think it's going to last, but it seems pretty permanent at this time to them. It seems like it's pretty permanent if no one else had any role or no one like wanted Klaus alive ever again. But come on. Matt says, I'm a little pissed. None of you let me help (laughs) take down original brother number two. Sir, you got called into work. (laughs) He was just buzzing. He was just buzzing this whole day. And it's funny because Cyrus says he would have taken you right down to the hospital. (laughs) Great joke. Matt says he's stealth like a ninja, which is like not true. But it would be funny if it was a joke. Tyler says you wish. Caroline gives Elena a shot and she's like, you need this. I overheard your conversation because if Caroline's one thing, she's a nosy Stelena shipper. She's eavesdropping. And she says, and you know, sooner or later, you're going to have to choose, right? And Elena says, yes. Oh, my God, I know. Can I have like a day? I'm dealing with other shit. She's like, remember 24 hours ago when I thought my father figure died? Let's just all check in where I'm at right now. Yeah. The love triangle's not really top of mind. But of course, it kind of is. <laughs> Tyler comes over and puts some salt on Elena's hand. She says, hey, thanks for standing up to Klaus like that. She thanks him. He says, you know, it's been a long time coming. And Caroline says, way too long. Let's drink. Caroline's like, I'm ready to party. Elena tells Jeremy she does not condone him drinking. And Jeremy's like, okay, I'm gonna. He says, well, we survived Klaus. Uh, Let's make an exception. You can be responsible tomorrow. Also, you're also underage, bitch. Yeah. So no one here should be drinking. Also, no one here should have died. But here we all are. Things did not go to plan in our lives. Tyler says, hey, do you guys hear that? And everyone looks freaked out. And I was sitting here thinking I was hearing like a heartbeat or some shit. And I was like, they're all going to fucking desiccate right now, aren't they? But no. Tyler says that is the sound of a Klaus-free life. And Elena says to a Klaus-free life and to all of you, my family. And they cheers. It's cute. It's cute. They're taking those happy moments where they can get them. Lord knows they need them. Then we go over to the Lockwood house and it's Carol letting Liz in. And it's like, what are we doing over here? I haven't seen you guys in a while. I was like, Carol's about to get killed, isn't she? <laughs> like, I thought it was a lurk in the door to kill her. And Liz says, what's so important that you called an emergency council meeting at this hour? And Carol says, I didn't call the meeting. He did. And it's alert. And he says, join us, Sheriff. I was just telling the council about our vampire problem. Or should I say, you're a problem. And he's got the fucking, it's a whole room full of people. It's so funny because he was locked up all day because he doesn't have a daylight ring. The first thing he does is snitch. Yeah. Liz says, hey, what are you doing? (laughs) And he says, perhaps you and the mayor could enlighten the group on the strides you've taken to eliminate the issue. Oh, that's right. You haven't. He is on his soapbox. He's got his speech. He says, you know, the sheriff, the woman we've elected to keep our families safe and the town secure, has a vampire for a daughter. And people murmur. They're like, what the fuck, Caroline? He says, and our lovely mayor has a son who is half vampire, half werewolf. And everyone's like, werewolves? They exist? And everyone's like, wait, so this is like a real council meeting. We're not just eating sandwiches this time. Like, I wasn't mentally prepared to be working. I'm sorry. If I had known this was a real meeting, I wouldn't have come in my pajamas. 
<laughs> someone showed up in like a big Kentucky Derby hat because they're like, I thought this was a party. I thought it was like a late night party. There's a like a mom in like a bandage dress. She's like, I misunderstood what this night was. The text was not super clear. Is this not a swingers party? So are we not opening a bottle of wine? So I shouldn't have brought this bottle of wine then. So who did I just order a gin and tonic from if you didn't hire any waiters? Oh, that's someone else on the council? Oh, we really don't hang out. (laughs) Rick says these women are hypocrites. They claim to spearhead our defense against the supernatural presence, but cover up the violence committed by their own children. And Liz says, that's enough. We're done here. Time to go. And Rick says, no, sit down. We're just getting started. And the rest of the council, I mean, we don't see a lot of their reactions. But if I was on the council, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I have a lot of follow up questions. Caroline's a vampire. I've seen her as a child. She walks in the sun. They're like, wait, but Caroline is in the sun all day. And Tyler was just at the football game. I saw him in the sun because he's so hot. I watch him practice. Yeah. And he's like, no, vampires can walk in the sun. And they're like, OK, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And he's like, full disclosure, I am a vampire. So I think I know what I'm talking about. And they're like, what? And someone else in the corner is like, I'm sorry. Where did the werewolf thing come from? <laughs> because that just feels like it's out of nowhere, if I'm being completely honest with you. Like, it feels like a little too Twilight for me. It's pushing the bounds of believability. Also, didn't you just join the council like three weeks ago? Why would I trust you? You're still a pledge. Like, Why is he in charge now? And if I'm there, hey, so, you know, that really hot and sexy family that moved in with Klaus. So they're vampires, right? Because I, I suspected it. They look like vampires. And if, if they're everywhere, like this man says, I, I just want to throw that guess out. And he's like, yeah, they're vampires, whatever. That's not the point. So then we go out to the road with our boys. Damon says, how many desiccated hybrids does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> Stefan says, you're in a good mood. And Damon says, hell yeah. Klaus is dead. My brother is halfway sane. Give or take an immortal hunter that wants to kill us. We won, Stefan. Say it. And Stefan's like, yeah, we won. They're kind of happy. And then Stefan says, you know, we make a pretty good team. And Damon says, only took a century and a half. Ha ha ha. And they're smiling. And then Stefan says, so what happens when Elena makes a decision? He's like, I guess we got to throw this out now. And Damon tries to deflect. He says, ah, you know how these things pan out. She'll probably make a list of pros and cons and dump both of us. She should. (laughs) Have you met Elena? Uh, She's not really a level headed thinker in that way. Yeah. Stefan says, what if she doesn't? And Damon says, I don't know. Then she'll pick one of us. And Stefan says, well, I just want to throw out that if she chooses you, I'll leave town and let you two be happy and not be bothered by me. Now, King, she just said she didn't want to lose one of you. Yeah. Well, and Damon's like, she'll either pick me or she won't. Well, also, Damon's like, I lived in town while you were dating her. Suck it up. Yeah. Let it go, buddy. But Damon does entertain this. And Damon says, and then in 60 years, we'll go back to being brothers and none of this will have mattered. And Stefan says, yeah. And they both say that and they're like, that's not true. (laughs) I mean, it's really silent. And then eventually Damon says, "Okay, fine. If she chooses you, I'll leave town, too. (laughs) He doesn't mean that. He just wanted to hang out with his brother. It's just uncomfortable for him to have not offered it. Yeah. They ponder for a minute. They sit there in silence. And Damon says all this over one girl. And Stefan says, she's a pretty special girl. And Damon says, yes, she is. Yeah, I only get one of them every hundred years or so. Yeah. Elena, meanwhile, is like at home twiddling her thumbs. Yeah, Elena, meanwhile, is like concussion. (laughs) She's like, my brain is rattling in here. (laughs) She's like, it is jumping around. 
So we go over to the Gilbert house. Jeremy is continuing to paint. Elena comes upstairs. He's like, oh, did everyone leave? And she says, just us. And Jeremy says, I hate this room. And Elena says, yeah, me too. And then she says, you know, mom and dad were right. Alaric should kill all the vampires and put an end to all this. And for a second, it's like, girl, what? And then she says, but then that means that Caroline dies and Bonnie loses her mom and the mayor loses her son. And I lose Stefan and Damon, which is just the same stakes as someone losing their child. Yeah. (laughs) It's the same level. She says, you know, Mayor Lockwood loses her son after she's already lost her husband. And me, I lose the two guys I want to (laughs) fuck. Which is all the same drama. She says, so if it makes me the bad guy for wanting to keep all those people alive, then I'll be the bad guy. She's like, well, sorry, I don't want people to die. Does that make me evil? And Alaric's like, yeah. (laughs) Jeremy says, you know, you forget Alaric never wanted any of this. Once he carries out his plans, what if he decides he doesn't want to live anymore and he kills his human connection to end his life? That would mean I would lose you. And I'm not going to let that happen. They smile. They're siblings. And he says, well, I'm going to shower and get some sleep. Good night. And she says, good night. She looks at the room for a second. She picks up a brush and paints a little of the wall that's already been painted plenty. Yeah, that part's covered, Queen. Let's get some of that green going. Yeah, go to the one over by the light switch that hasn't been painted all day. And then the music changes and she touches her head and it's like, oh, here we go. And she like groans a little bit and then she faints. She falls. She has a nosebleed. And that's where we end the episode. When I thought this was like kind of a little aneurysm, like someone was doing the aneurysm thing on a lyric and then it just knocked her right out. That's possible. But I think the head injury makes more sense. So the next episode is the finale. So let's talk finale predictions. What do you think is going to happen with Elena's little concussion? Well, it's prime time for Miss Mama to be in a coma because that's drama. Mm-hmm. And a coma's easy with a concussion on a TV show. I don't think she'll have amnesia. You, you, oh my God. <laughs> but it would be funny. So you think she's going to go into a coma in the finale of a show? Well, I think she'll wake up from the coma also. Gotcha. Oh my God. Amnesia would be funny, wouldn't it? I don't think she's going to have amnesia, but I wish she was like, who's that? They're like, who are you going to pick? And she's like, I don't know either. of You You can tell I watch stupid TV shows and I'm like, what if she got amnesia? Uh, (laughs) But I think there's a chance that she'll be like in the hospital and she'll wake up and that will, you know, brush with your own mortality. They make her think about her relationships a little bit or she'll have a coma dream like on Bones and be in love with Damon at the end of it. Her and Damon will open a nightclub. (laughs) You see that episode of Bones? I didn't see that episode of Bones. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> but I've heard of it. So, okay, coma. That's interesting. And Klaus is going to be awake. He will also be coming back. How do you think Klaus is going to wake up? Do you think someone's going to wake him up? Or do you think he's just going to stumble his little dead body into some blood? You think someone spilled a blood bag in the trunk of Damon's car and he's already awake? So I think there is potential. I know that was kind of a joke one. But <laughs> we saw him hold a bag of Elena's blood and... I'm not saying he put it in his jacket pocket, but it's possible. I'm not saying he didn't. I think there's a chance. I think more likely either something will happen, like some threat that it'll be like, well, we got to wake up Klaus or Rebecca or Elijah will be like, where's Klaus? No, we're not doing this. I think it's probably more like they'll need Klaus for something or there'll be some use for him. But either way, you think he's waking up next episode? Yeah. I do not foresee him staying desiccated for another episode. What do you think is going to happen with Alaric? Because he seems pretty far gone. He does. 
I thought that he was going to be able to fight back some of this a little bit. I think that's still potential, but I thought we'd see more hints of it in this. Because even at first, when he doesn't kill Elena, it's almost like maybe there is still some part of him that cares about people. Maybe good Alaric is fighting back. Yeah, but then that is explained away. But I think there is still potential that we can get this out of him. I think at this point, there has to be some way for him to either connect with good Alaric, whether it's a spell or like severing some bond to Esther, severing the linkage to Elena, or he will be killed by someone, which obviously we're not going to see Elena die, but it could be a similar thing like to Jeremy, kill her really quick, wake her back up with a spell, hope it keeps Alaric down. So do you think Alaric might die? I think there's potential. I think it's more likely that they will find a way to get good Alaric out from under the dark magic. I don't know for sure that that's going to happen by the finale end. Sure. I think it's more likely that he'll find a way out of this and become like a vampire on their side again. I do think there's a good chance quite a few council members will die before then. I was going to ask, do you think we're going to see some deaths next episode to close out season three? And if so, who? Yeah, I mean, he's in the room with all the council members. I have said for a while, Carol Lockwood, I think, is in danger. And I think this is a great example of that. I do think there's potential the sheriff could be in danger, too, but I think less so. But I think Carol Lockwood's in danger. I think there's some other, like, nameless council members who are more in danger because he's in a room with all of them. And not all of them are prepared for what that entails. Like, I think Carol and the sheriff could get out or, like, get out of that situation in some way. Some of those other dummies, not so much. Here's the question. You know who we know is on the council, but we didn't see in that meeting is Meredith Fell. That is true. We haven't seen her in a minute. I don't know if we'll see her in the finale. Well, yeah, you have to wonder if Alert called the meeting, you would think she'd be there. Or do you think she was like, I'm sorry. She said, who called the meeting? Oh, I'm not going to that. (laughs) I thought he was dead. That can't be good. And, you know, we have to assume it's it could be a loyalty test thing in this council meeting with Alaric, where he's like, okay, who's behind killing these two and kind of separating out the weaklings and killing some of them? Because he'll probably want to kill the bigger names, but clearly he's not above killing the underlings, too. Low hanging fruit. Final question for finale predictions. Do you think Elena is going to be making a decision on the love triangle next episode? That's a great question. They've been teasing it a lot. We're in prime love triangle territory. Do you think they're going to push off the decision a little bit more? Or do you think she's going to make a decision next week? I think if she's in a coma, that could push it to next week. Because again, handling her mortality in that way. Or next season, I should say. Next season, she'll make a choice. I don't know about the finale. Okay. I think they're going to push it a little bit more. But I mean, I think it's clear she's leaning a direction. But obviously the Stefan of it all is weird. Or I think there's potential that she chooses Stefan because I think she knows if she chooses Damon, it hurts Stefan more than if she chooses Stefan, it would hurt Damon. Sure. So I think there's potential she chooses Stefan and then is like, wait, this is not meant to be anymore. I think if she thinks she's choosing Stefan, we could see it by the end of it. Again, that safety that she feels about Stefan will never die or leave her. Yeah. Whereas Damon feels like more of a risk to her. That might come out from seeing how like this whole season has gone. She's had a lot of drama. She might want someone more solid. I think if she makes a decision next episode, it'll be Stefan. But I don't think that's the lasting decision. If she doesn't make a decision next episode, then eventually she'll get to Damon. Interesting. 
So that's the end of our penultimate episode. We will be back next week for the season finale of season three. As always, if you're enjoying Vampire Diaries or Doppelgangers, please tell your friends and write a review on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But that is it for this week. Until next week. Goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.